0: um that's fucking red yeah so anyways <laughs> are you ready to roll yeah man all right fuck it, let's do this thing um welcome to episode 97 of the disconnected gamers podcast i am one of your hosts andrew also known as j bond with me as always is not mike because this is technically pre pre-release disconnected gamers podcast podcast <laughs> Um, with me is actually JC from Ask an Enemy Studios. You've got What's a What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, start off it, serious, man. It, right? And thank <laughs> God you like you swear just as much as I do, so it doesn't seem weird. Okay, um, cool. I was a little worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, right, cool. um, so you've got a game, a dual hand disaster tracker. Mm-hmm. I have Fuck, we've known each other for a really long time now. Yeah, man. What, what? When did I first meet you? Is it one of the one of the PAXes? Maybe it's got to be PAX Prime. I think it was PAX Prime in Could the indie be. booth. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: Okay, but it would have been
0: like maybe 2015.
1: Possibly. No, I didn't go to 2015 PAXE. So it must have been the 16 one.
0: Well, what about PAX Prime though, or PAX West?
1: Um, or yeah, PAX West. Yeah. So the old, the first PAX. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2015. that's wild holy mac dude jesus christ yeah that's intense yeah um
0: (laughs) so i so anyways this pod we were talking at pack south which just happened obviously Mm -hmm. i should probably tell everybody that today is thursday uh january 30th because that's the thing people want to know um and so yeah so pack south just (coughs) that was like two weeks ago um this is now like it's gotta be well, you've done PAX East and West and South basically every year since. Every year
1: since, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the 15, the one that I met you at, I don't think I was actually showing. I think it was just the year I went uh, just to attend. Um, Yeah. Is it? Could have been.
0: I don't, yeah, I was going to say, it, it, or did I meet you at the MIT? I don't even remember, man. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, yeah. What matters is like, we know each other, man. That's cool. Right. And that's the cool part about that. Like yep. I, so many so many people outside of the industry and like just like my regular like home friend group they're mm-hmm. like how do you know all these people on like Twitter or whatever and I'm like cuz I've met them. I yeah. met them in packs and and in like 4 days or 3 days like we became buds and then I see them again next year and I also like play their games and stuff in between then like we keep in touch. Like it's not like grabbing a beer. It's just grabbing a digital
1: beer yeah trip. dude it's like the 2020 version of grabbing a beer
0: yeah it um, just happens so i'll let you do your elevator pitch for sure. a dual hand disaster i mean i've posted about it like there are definitely articles about <laughs> it <and> i've tweeted <laughs> yeah, about it like but obviously for the refresher course let's let's uh i'll let you do the talking
1: right yeah so um basically a dual hand disaster tracker is a split screen it's so I've added something to it. It's the only split-screen single-player twin-stick risk-em-up. Um, it, basically, what you do is you're controlling two ships at the same time. It's kind of like you're playing Galaga and Pac-Man at the same time. Um, and, you know, devils in the details in terms of the mechanics and how you go about, you know, dealing with the game. But um, like at first blush, anyone just walking by looking at it always kind of thinks it's like a, some kind of like co-op game or like a multiplayer game because it's an actual direct split-screen thing. Um, and there, there's a story that I, I, I could actually explain that later, but uh, yeah, essentially you're just killing enemies on the left to earn points, recovering resources on the right to help you multiply those points. Whole purpose of the game is to get a high score. The only way to keep your score, though, is to decide when to call it. So unlike most shoot 'em ups which is the reason why I made up the risk 'em up um, you only keep your score when you decide to keep it as opposed to uh, being brain dead and kind of just dying every time and keeping your score every time or reaching your max score and then every time you die there's no real risk to it you know right so yeah that's kind of where i went with that
0: this makes me (laughs) ask it this isn't even a (laughs) question i had for you was there ever a point when you were making the game where you kept your score and then you were like wait a minute i'm flipping the script
1: yeah no not at all it's been that way from the beginning it's like every it, it, it from the very beginning it was just the idea of like every time you play it's going to be different like you know how most people try to make roguelikes that way but it's like yeah. i feel like they kind of cheat because all it is, is just like going through the same thing over and over again like right, here it right. is also but it's more about like the final point of the game you know as opposed to just kind of like going through to like repeat getting more power ups or whatever um this is just the idea of every time you play something like you're you're basically just kind of like testing yourself to see how how good you can be every day. And it's also meant to reflect that you're not going to be at your best every day. Like you're just going to, you're going to give it everything you can every single time, but you know, it's just meant to reflect real life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it just your ass. ass. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent, dude. Cause like, I mean, you've noticed that yourself, man, like playing it at events. Like you, I, I've right. seen you do that too, where like, you know, there, there are events where, yeah, you're, you like are like totally just bailing out like real bad, but um, like most recently at Pack South, you were fucking tearing it up and you had some good competition going, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So that, God. that's kind of what I wanted to reflect. Sure. It sucks when you're not doing that great, but it's, it's meant to just give you those like peaks and valleys. It, it like, I think I subconsciously started to program it that way in the sense of like, you know, the peaks and valleys, it just kind of started building in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the whole purpose there. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I play it all the time, and I'm, like, looking at my scoreboard being, like, I have zero points. Right. I didn't do, I didn't do so hot last time <laughs> I played. Like, because yeah. you go into, you know, tier three or tier two or whatever, and you screw yourself over. But the competition, like, honestly, the competition thing is so huge. Like, because oh, yeah. me and, was it's, is it Dylan? Is that his Yeah, name? it was Dylan. Yeah, yeah Dylan was, D- Dylan we was were, your arch rival. Oh, my God. We were literally going back and forth. And, it, like, I think the best really was the moment where he had he beaten my score he had like 600 million points and i was watching and i was just like because i'm not gonna say anything i don't want to screw him up that's not fair Um, (laughs) because he's gonna do it to me and then i'm really like we'll never get anywhere yeah yeah And, and right as he was going to like extract and he died and everyone was like oh and i literally was just like yes like i was yeah. so, i was so
1: excited <laughs> that yeah like watch. everyone's all sad and you're like fuck yeah right because <laughs> i'm so, like yeah
0: my i'm like my post-it notes stays
1: my post-it right. notes stays fucking amen yeah so like honestly that is th- that's something that the the whole competition thing like yeah i knew i knew like leaderboards would be a thing obviously the the game was built around leaderboards but like right the the thing of like having two people Um, and, and, and explicitly like two people, uh, just playing against each other and kind of competing with each other, you know, like, like you and a friend who are just real competitive with each other in the best possible way. Right. Um, that's something that kind of, I started to see, uh, over the last maybe like year or so when I started experimenting with having just two people go up against each other. Um, I, it's something that like, I wish I could program into the game proper, like, Uh, But, you know, all that kind of stuff, again, goes back to my whole backstory of not knowing how to program whatever. I wish I could put that in the game because I feel like that's where that real spirit of the game is. You know, is like actually being to compete with someone, but like directly, uh, not necessarily like a multiplayer game, like a Call of Duty thing. But just the idea of like all you really need to know is someone else's score that is up there so that you can kind of aim at it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, if, like, every so often it said, like,
0: such-and-such such just extracted with XX points. Right. You know, step right. it up. Right, um, right, right.
1: Exactly. And, oh, my um, God.
0: And if you could, this is this is me throwing out the most wild <laughs> idea. Alright, yeah. so I, it's two ideas. One, you know, like, ghosts in um, racing games where you, like, see your ghost? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, if you, like, it would probably fucking make a computer explode. But if you could have your ghost of your previous tracker Right. Oh right, <laughs> Zip it around, um, right. But then also, like the other thing was, if you could take your score somehow, some component of your score, and send it to another player,
1: fucking a, dude. Right. Yeah that that's something that I actually looked at because so the the thing that I'm using now is called GameSparks. So it's it's like um super long story short. Basically, my leaderboard was like my leaderboard code was like super jacked uh i met a friend who like became a really good buddy and basically like we we met at gdc um he uh we started talking about leaderboards i told him the whole thing about how i don't know what the hell i'm doing but hey it's working and so basically what he said was like hey let me let me look at your code one day and just kind of see what you've got going on with the leaderboards and i did and he's like fuck (laughs) (laughs) and so basically yeah like um he 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 essentially just rewrote the whole leaderboard system for me. Um, and we ended up using this system called GameSparks, uh, which is kind of like an Amazon backed thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about that system though, is it does have, so not only does it give you a global leaderboard. So like every, um, every, co- every platform basically is, is using this same leaderboard. Um, like i could simplify that and just write code that would only that would separate the leaderboards based on platform but right now it's just it's super just simple so mm-hmm. every single platform is on the same leaderboard so you can be on switch steam and like well if you were playing on ps4 right um yep. all three of those scores you would have three individual scores per platform but they would all show up on the same leaderboard that's why i don't know if you've noticed like sometimes you'll see like my name or blaze's name like on there multiple times yep uh, that's just because we're playing on, on different platforms. So he's like on Steam and, and his Switch. Uh, I'm on Steam and on Switch. Sense. And then I still have the development kit. So it's like three different scores for myself. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's kind of the point is that GameSparks has a lot of that stuff built into it. But again, it goes back to me not knowing how to program that well, that it would just take me... Um, a while to try and kind of figure that out and implement it. Yeah, I have no doubt I could over time. I could probably figure it out, but it's like being one dude. It's really hard to like try and prioritize like what what should I put ahead of something else? You know what I mean? Right. But fucking a dude like that (laughs) sending like that was always one of my things is like being able to send. Yeah, like you said, like part of your score, right? So like one of the ideas was that you could set a score, right? And then like your buddy would see it. And he'd be like, all right, well, fucking J-Bond's got like uh, 11 million points. I'm going to challenge that. And I'm going to be like, dude, I can, I can beat that score. And basically what you do is it brings that score into your your game or whatever, and it's kind of showing it to you. And then yep. what you do is you you go towards it. And so, for example, say if you died, um, it would actually subtract that score from whatever score you had on the leaderboard and all sorts of stuff like that. Like It would just yeah. shift it. It would be, again, it goes back to the risk-em-up of like, you're trying to challenge someone um, – Fucking step up your game, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, then so also, that kind of stuff. And then, yeah. and
0: then, royally look like a fool when you show up on the leaderboards with a negative fucking A. Million, yeah, <laughs> which would be me. I'd be like, I got Blaze, I got Blaze's number. Let's do this thing. Yeah, and then he'd and be then, like, bam. and then he'd be like, two trillion points.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Limited yeah. to tier one only for Blaze. Fucking A. Um, yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> um. So speaking of like, you just you talked earlier uh, about prioritizing. So, mm-hmm. obviously, it's just you. you're doing mm-hmm. all of this, um mm-hmm. but you in and, and like obviously, I know your backstory, like the whole like went to gaming school dropped mm-hmm. out because it wasn't really helpful when you started to say, "I'm just gonna do this myself mm-hmm. because I want to do this. I don't want anybody kind of getting in my way or like messing with my flow like mm-hmm. how how did you prioritize? The knowledge part of it, right? Because you have to like you had to you had to learn what you didn't know to 100%. know what you what to know what you needed to do, right? In a weird yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Like what what's that process like, right? Like you're like I know I need to code, but knowing how to code is so general, and then you have to be yeah. like, well, I need to be able to do this.
1: Right, right, well, so it's crazy you asked that because so that's kind of the idea the, the, how you said earlier about you know like doing it by myself and not letting people get in my way, or whatever, so that is actually one of the reasons why I did this on my own because like the idea was i didn't know what I was doing, so why would I start to build up a team if i didn't even know where to begin? you know, like we would all have been lost, um or there would have been that one person who like really does know shit, like programming, and then he's kind of having to like um like kind of like we're dragging him down basically. Right. Because now he's the one who like knows everything. And we're still kind of like, like the rest of the team or whatever would be trying to figure out what the hell to do. Um, that's honestly one of the main reasons that I did this on my own because it's just like, I don't know where to start. I'm going to have to take my time with it. And I don't want someone else. I don't want to hold someone else back trying to deal with that. Um, but yeah, so basically what happened, man was like, you know, um, like like anyone would would think is like just uh you know you hear about Game Maker or whatever so that's kind of what I did I was like all right well I heard you know like obviously at the time this game wasn't made yet but you know like Hyper Light Drifter and games like that like are made yep. in Game Maker and you see them and you're just like how the fuck is that made in this you know right uh, but then you just start to realize that it's just their art style that's just fucking phenomenal and it's the the game. And I don't mean I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's it's like the game's more simplistic than it really lets on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, uh that's kind of the thing, man, is you just open up Game Maker and then you just uh l- luckily they do have good documentation. So you just kinda like read through it. And then honestly, at the time, um JW from like uh Vlambeer and um this guy Thomas, I'm forgetting his last name at the at the moment, but he's a dude who made um uh, a game on steam. Uh, it's not gravity point. Um, damn. I don't, I, I always have this fucking name in my head and I'm losing it. But anyway, he, uh, Tom Francis, uh, he, oh, okay. he made it. Yeah. He has a bunch of tutorials in, on his YouTube about like a, uh, how do you run through game maker and stuff? So you kind of just watch those. And then you just realize how like they write the code and how they bring in the sprites and animate the sprites and stuff like that. And that, Honestly, those two things are probably like the easiest things to just kind of start to grasp because you'll start to realize how like they attach code to like uh, objects and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But in Unity, it's a little more explicit and obvious how that works. Um, But I I don't know if that kind of answered your your question in a way. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so it was just kind of like getting in front of the software more than anything um, and trying to like tinker with it and fuck around and like um, not being afraid to just be like i don't know what i'm doing 100% like,
0: cuz what what do you have to lose when you don't have you don't have a game to show
1: so at the moment yeah. you're like well what do i have to lose to just figure it out yeah 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 uh, 100% dude and that's kind of why every time i talk to someone about trying to make a video game it's the idea of like you know think about scope so like don't sit down don't sit in front of your computer and and all of a sudden start to think i'm going to make the next fucking skyrim because good luck with that you know <laughs> um, cuz yeah i mean you you you're obviously like it's really easy to sit in front of a computer and like, or w- w- instead of in front of anything with like a blank screen or a blank slate really, cause it could apply to music or anything and just start thinking like big picture, you know, like super massive, like I'm going to make this huge thing and you know, I'm going to have a story and all this kind of stuff. It's really easy to do that. But it, it, if, if you're more realistic and you just kind of realize that dude, it, you're one guy, like, how are you going to do this? You have to start thinking small, right? And you, you kind of just start thinking of, of, uh, of, of scope. So like, think of <clears throat> like, excuse me, like a game, like um I always use this version. I don't know why I guess it dates me, but like Pong, like yeah. you could think of Pong. Okay, cool. I've got two paddles and a ball. Like, what can I do with that? Right? Like turn the two paddles into missiles or something. And then you just start building off of that. Um, But at least you have a base that gives you the mechanics that you can start off of. Right. Uh, and I always think like that's that's a really good way to start up. Like any project, even from the very beginning, just start with something that you know is, is that you're familiar with, and then just kind of like start to build off of it and stuff like that. At least when you're starting, because obviously when you're more familiar with stuff, then yeah, you you're you could go balls out if you want. Right? Yeah, sky's the limit at that point. Yeah, because um, if you can start coding something great from scratch, then hell, man, go for it. But it be, at the at the very beginning, you have to at least start with something that's. Familiar, simple, and easy to kind of like understand, so that you don't start coding stuff that you have no idea how to do. Right. Yeah. Well, and like,
0: and to that point, like, in <laughs> addition to coding, right, the art, the music, like, you, mm-hmm. you have to make it. You have to make it look like something. So you're like, cool. I know what it looks like in my head. How does that translate into in a three d a three dimensional object in a game? Exactly.
1: And then how do I make it do something? Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. Which is um, wild, yeah, and, and, and you know that that that's also another thing that when I talk to people about stuff, it's like you know a lot of people will see see that I, I did everything or whatever, and then they're like, "Cool, like I want to try and do that," and that's fine. But I also am able to like so what I always say is like own your decisions, right? So like for example, I always mention the uh, trailer that I have on my YouTube that shows the game when I first had it in Game Maker. Yep. And that the game looked so bad. Like, it was just super simplistic, basic, and and dumb. Uh, but I think you've seen it, too. Where well, you showed it at the... Um, yeah, when at you did the panel. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, at the panel. That's yeah. right, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I and I did that explicitly for that reason. To show, like, hey, this is what the game looked like when I started it. And it's the idea to show that, like, I know that my game looks terrible. I don't... Well, I don't even mean it in this way, but, like, I don't need you to tell me that it's that, right? L- or, yeah. like, anybody to tell me that. Because I already know... All I want is to be able to see myself what my mechanics are going to be and Mm. I'll take that criticism for the game not looking good because at the same time, it's not like I'm using that version to show it to the world or whatever, right? But you have to be able to like, in a way, sometimes you have to be willing to like admit defeat. The biggest thing is not to be like, not to be consumed by it. Um, And that's one thing you really just have to like understand Um, because people kind of take like, other people's criticism a little too seriously and it's like yeah listen to some stuff but you know just kind of do your own thing so that at least you can continue uh
0: building off of something right yeah forward progress as opposed to someone just walking up being like this game sucks because i don't get it
1: yeah yeah because like the thing is that that's kind of i'm sorry i actually kind of lost my point there what i meant was the idea of the artwork so like if you're not good at, at and you know this for a fact that you know your your art's not that great, you're not going to be that good at drawing and you know that. Like you know in your heart that you're not going to be able to draw anything great, then you're going to have to bite the bullet and hire an artist or hopefully have a friend that's pretty good at art that is willing to like dedicate some time to the game, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, like again, it goes back to the admitting defeat of like knowing, all right, I know I'm going to suck at art. I'm going to need to hire someone. But also you kind of really don't need to, right? Like just to get a game going, there if you're using Unity, Unity has the asset store. You can download assets as placeholder. And right. don't worry so much about what it looks like. Like make sure it does what you want it to first and foremost. Like the functionality is there. Right. Um, granted, that that's my main approach. That's why like the motto of the studio is like gameplay first, ask questions later, because I could always you can always like fix all that stuff later just make sure the game works. Right. Um it is my motto. That I'm not saying you have to do that that's just kind of what I do. Right.
0: Which yeah. like I mean from from where I've been in in terms of seeing the game's progress like mm-hmm. over the last <laughs> 5 years, right? Like Fucking A man. Every like it was yeah. like every time I saw you I'd be like, "Hey, something's changed." Or literally I'd come back the next day and you'd be like, "Oh, dude, I just like last night, I had this crazy idea. I spent yeah. like four hours. I coded it. I changed it. Check this shit out. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: re- I remember those days too. Oh, yeah, um, man.
1: But PAX East uh, 2017 specifically, uh, I do remember like every other day I was like going back to the hotel room uh, and just working on stuff and then bringing it back. Um, yeah, PAX East 2017 specifically was a very specific time where I was changing a lot of code. Um, uh, you know, I was always told not to do that, but right, I'm not one to very, to listen to that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like, who, like who's going to be like, no, don't do that. Right. So you're right. Getting, right.
1: Exactly. hundred like, percent. Um, yeah.
0: which I think is obviously like from your perspective, like the, one of the biggest advantages, right. Is like, you can be like, Hey, listen, I'm going to change
1: it. And you know what, if I, if this doesn't work, I'll just go back. Like, yeah. And dude, again, that goes back to the idea of owning your decisions because that like, there are times where I would do that. Um, and the, the build would just completely fucking break because again, like, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the idea of code where like, even just fixing something breaks something that you something didn't even else. notice hundred yeah, percent. So, expo- like, yeah. It exposed the flaw you, like you didn't realize. Right. Right. And like, you know, I have friends who, who, who are like serious game developers and stuff and they, they would have like, if I was on a team with them, like that would have driven them fucking crazy. Cause it's the idea of, like, you know, now you have a team that looks bad, not just you.
0: <laughs> you oh, know? right,
1: yeah. Yeah, and yeah. as as a team, you know, you, you should be that way. You should think of, like, fuck, well, I'm I'm not just fucking over myself. I'm fucking over the whole team, and that's kind of where you got to, you know, if you have a team, you know, that's your thing. But if you don't, you have to be willing to own them, man. Otherwise, like, yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> 100%, man. Um, So...
0: This is like I like I literally wrote down like a handful of things and I didn't cool. actually really write down why I I have them written here. Oh that's I, all good, man. But I but what I have here is and I just it's basically just a list, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's the order that I've played the game. And it was PS <laughs> it was nice. It was like PS4, Vita, VR, switch, PC or PC switch. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember originally this was PlayStation 4, and you were gonna try and make it work on the Vita. Um
1: Right. So actually, originally, originally, it was supposed to be Vita and then PS4, but just because I got carried away with like a bunch of shaders and stuff where the Vita version just would not work anymore. Yeah. I I ended up just kind of focusing on PS4 mostly. Mm. Uh, But again, it goes back to the idea of like the scope thing, you know, like. I was I knew when I started the game I knew I wanted to make a vita game it was going to be a small little bite-sized type game like again going back to the Vlambeer stuff of just like yep. you know little tiny arcadey type cool yeah, fun games. Yeah yeah 100%. That super uh, what is it super crate box stuff like that? Yep. Uh yeah, stuff like that dude, Spelunky, Downwell, games like that like I fucking dig those. Um and yeah, they're just made by smaller teams, nice small little packages. Uh so yeah, I, I knew I wanted to make a Vita game, and that was the idea. Is like, um, yeah, do it there. But yeah, <laughs> shaders and shit. Just well, the Vita but was and, like but, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah. well, but into your to your credit, right? Like your whole thing of like owning your decisions, being able to like change on the fly and like do whatever. You were like, well, it's not going to work here. I got to go somewhere else." Right? Yeah, and, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and so now it's, so now it's is it switch and pc mhm and then is the P- the ps4 version where's the is that is that out is no no PS- uh, no it's okay. just
1: it's just right now officially it's just ps4 oh, i'm sorry um, switch and steam early access gotcha yeah
0: cuz i like i remember at one point you had the vr thing set up and i got to try
1: that right yeah that was Which at PAX West 2018
0: yeah and that was yeah. fucking wild
1: yeah it was and that was like that was like super early i mean i don't know if you want me to get into like what that whole uh mode or whatever was but um i mean you can you can if you want right like we have as much time as we decide sure. um, yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean the, the vr version uh th- that particular one that i showed it at, at pax west um I, I put it together in like two weeks like I, I had the idea in my head for like a long time so kind of a lot easier to just like implement right away all i had to do is figure out the vr coding and stuff like that but the design yeah, itself so easy yeah <laughs> i just had to yeah. figure out
0: to code in vr i've never done it before but you know what I, I got it too easy. right
1: well so that's kind of the cool thing man is like w- once you start to like code stuff like y- you know you obviously start to wrap your head around stuff a, l- a lot easier which again is what let let me what got me to the point where I was able to code it so quickly, which surprised the fuck out of me. That's for damn sure. Um, But yeah, I was able to get something up and running in like two weeks, which again, surprised the hell out of me. But again, it was mostly because I kind of at least already knew what the design was going to be. So it was like, I knew what I wanted to do. I just needed to code the functionality. You know what I mean? So it did kind of take maybe like half that work out as opposed to if I, if I was just doing it from scratch kind of thing. Um, Anyway, but so the the basic idea with the VR mode at that time. It, now the the version I'm working on now is a little different. But uh, back then the idea was um, so the person with the headset on, or the the person sitting on the couch would play the game like they normally would. You know, the split screen thing on the TV. Uh, then the person who put on put on the headset would actually start spawning in the fireballs and all the chaos. Uh, if you're familiar with the game, you'll you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, so that was the idea there. It was kind of like the first implementation of like multiplayer, um, in a game that I try to push as much as possible as a single player. Right. Which is kind of weird. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of the idea is just let the, uh, you know, let two people play it like that and just kind of have one guy be the instigator, the other person be the, the one dealing with all the bullshit. Um, Yeah. And, and it was rad, but like, um, when I started to take the VR mode more serious, cause I had to finish the actual proper game first. That was totally right. experimental. Um, so I got done with that. And then as I started to think about it, um, I actually don't want to talk about this particular piece, but I'll mention the other you thing. Yeah. I do have a time. Yeah. I do have a time, a reason I want to do this particular mode more, um, which, you know, you'll find out of course about it that later, but, yeah, um, I had to simplify the design so that I could accomplish it in a shorter amount of time. And having like a multiplayer, quote unquote, thing to it would would be harder to implement because um, I kind of would have to design the game differently and add more to a game that I kind of add more to a game that's already there, as opposed to the mode that I'm working on now, which is just using what's already there and putting it in a VR. Um, how do you say like in in a VR world? You know what I mean? Yeah. like in the space
0: of three in like, or not 3d, but like virtual reality.
1: Yeah. Um, And, and the the game, the gameplay itself isn't going to change much because I already know the direction that it's going. Like the gameplay, the game is going to be the same as opposed to like, if I did the multiplayer thing, I'd have to find a reason to give the person in the headset um, a a goal. You know what I mean? Like since they're not worried about score yeah, what is their them. gameplay angle? Yeah, so that would have taken, you know, maybe a couple months of like design time. And again, this is all with like a full time day job. So like eight hours of my day gets eaten by like the day job that I don't get to spend. Otherwise, dude, I would have all the time in the world to do all this, you know? Right. Yeah. And if so,
0: that's that's well, hey, if you buy a Powerball ticket, you never know. Fucking Amen. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like it's like four hundred. I bought I actually tried to buy one last night, and I got to the gas station at like 10 oh two and he was Jesus. like he like he was like i'll try and it was like game closed and i was like Son of ah bitch. damn i mean nobody won so it's earn maybe somebody did win i don't know yeah. um i didn't look but um yeah i if that's the thing that <laughs> i think a lot of people miss like when it comes to like the gaming stuff like streamers and all this stuff and it's like yeah, yeah like most most people still have like an eight hour day job that they
1: like have to go to because right, like, right 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 yeah 100 percent, man
0: um, um and yeah and that like that's crazy to me because mm-hmm. i i forget that you have a day job oh really <laughs> yeah like i remember you once like you were like ca- like casually talking to something you're like yeah man like i go to work i get home and then like i do this and then like like i don't know why at the time like my head <laughs> just kind of like it was like my uh, computer in my head just restarted and i was like wait day job yeah, right? yeah, but th- but it's like yeah, in the back of your mind, it's like oh, that's right. Everybody like has to have a regular day job to kind of support this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, so it, which is just, but again, it's one of those things that boggles my mind because on even less time, you're learning how to do this, mm-hmm. figuring it out, implementing it, and going to shows and showing it off. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, so now being the one man band, like right. you're coding the game, you're doing the art, you're doing the music, but you also have to be your own hype man. Like you yeah, have to yeah, be your 100%. own press. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and to like, to that, like you've, like you've done some pretty cool stuff. You've like been on like Twitch shows and stuff and mm-hmm. packs and like been interviewed and, and all of these things like, how like this is this is going to sound like a way bigger question than it probably really is but like <laughs> yeah like how do you manage that right like how do you right. I, I mean like not like oh well you get a uh, spreadsheet and a calendar i no, mean, 100%. more like does it does it ever does it ever um do you ever go like man i wish i had a like i wish there were two of me
1: right 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 yeah i totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I I do. So like my thing and it, it, this even goes back to like my musician days is like I never liked um, like hyping or, or not hyping. I guess that's not the right word, but like promoting stuff that I've done. Right. So like uh, when I used to do shows like my my worst part about like performing was um, having to get people out to shows because like, you know, I don't know. I just always felt like I was inconveniencing people. But when they would come to the show, like I would have a blast and I would, you know, give the best performance I could or whatever. Yeah. But I never liked the idea of of having to like promote the thing to people because I always felt like you're just kind of inconveniencing people. You're getting in their way. They're like, you know, why would they care if they wanted to buy your songs? Stuff like that. Um, Which is weird. Like, I, I don't know if I just started to own that when it came into like making the video game. Where like that's I, I love doing that, like I, I think I just love talking to people about games and and stuff like that, and music as well. um, mm. but it just it just doesn't have the same feeling. It doesn't feel like I'm trying to um, like sell something. it's it's really, really weird, man, even though this is like the one thing I've been pushing the most, even over like my my music and stuff, which is really, really weird. Like I don't know how to explain that. I don't even know if that made sense. Mm. um but yeah like the promoting of things is is always like my most uh the thing i used to like despise uh having to do that and now it's like i i just i just like talking with people it's awesome right
0: yeah which is like the best part right some random kid walks by and like i mean i've been at your booth and done the same thing right somebody walks by and (laughs) like you can you can tell on their face they're like what is this but i yeah 100 i just don't get it and i'm just like do you want me to tell you about it right right you look you look like you want me to tell you about the game um and so i I, like i always i always was impressed because i'm like man you're literally doing everything you never leave the booth like and then you're like also fielding interviews but i'm sitting there being Mm. like andy's gotta email everybody when he's done too like (laughs) Like yeah. your inbox is probably, you know, implodes every time Pax rolls around. Every time um, Pax
1: does, yeah, I do get a lot of follow-ups from people who are like, hey, stop by the booth, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff, which is pretty neat. So stuff like that, yeah, it actually um it honestly, it's mostly when I'm like uh when I'm making like trailers or something where it does feel like, holy crap, man, I wish there was someone here who could import all this video and then just kind of skim through it and be like, This moment's cool, let's clip that, and then start doing all that so that I can just kind of come in and then use all those clips and then just put it into a trailer. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff is definitely time consuming. So like, for example, the trailer that I just posted, like what was it a week ago or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. took me about a week to make because, um, you know, I go to the day job, I come home, uh, maybe have a coffee and some dinner or whatever that takes like another hour. And then I sit here, and have to scrub through like all these hours of video that I've recorded from the show, trying to choose out little sections that like are fucking cool. And then try to think of a, a, like a theme for like the video. Uh, So yeah, that kind of stuff takes a lot of time. And while I'm doing that, nothing is getting done on the game, you know, like the VR version that I want to show at PAX East is like kind of off to the side because I have to do that uh, and finish that trailer. So I kind of, Wish I did have that kind of stuff that someone to do that for me. Um, yep. But at the same time, like, you know, I can't, I, I'm, I don't have the budget at the moment to be able to hire someone to do that. Um, yeah. Even though I have over the years come across a ton of people who've like offered their services for like, uh, yeah, videos or whatever, um, trailers and cuts and all that kind of stuff. But I don't want them to do it for free. So yeah, because I mean, that stuff's time consuming, man. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Right.
0: And it's like, and at the same time, you're like, I really appreciate it. Cause like you want to do it and you want to help me, but like, I mm-hmm. can't give you anything. And then there's that person who's like, well, I'll do it for free. And it's like, yeah,
1: I don't, I, I feel, yeah, then, then you feel bad. Feels wrong. Like, oh. Yeah. Feels wrong, man. 100%. Cause you're like, shit, I
0: know how much work this, this takes. I've done it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's, I mean, I said it before it's wild, right? Um, yeah. So one of the other things I had written down on my list was learning, which we talked about, because just mm-hmm. like having to learn all this stuff, going through it. Um one of the things I, I also wrote was Dev Friends. And I mm-hmm. really and I and I think more I think that was a two part thing, right? Because you went from being a person who is a musician, plays video games, has a regular day job, you decide mm-hmm. you're gonna start making a game and you start doing it. Um, when you like I guess this is more of a like your mileage may vary right because everybody has a different experience for you what was it like getting into the industry in terms of being like hey like i saw you made a cool game any chance i can get feedback or help or like what would you do here like Hmm. like what what's the what was the um like i guess like were there any barriers to entry right like when you were trying to make this a thing and like, how did you start to like network as you went?
1: So the funny part is, um, I I was doing like a a gaming podcast for quite a while with, uh, my buddy Barry. And, um, so like one day I just went down to, uh, check out a, I I wasn't even into game development at the time at all. Um, so I'm just kind of going to jump back real quick and then jump forward in time because this, this is kind of one of those catalyst moments that like you're asking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to a show just randomly uh, where a bunch of friends were playing or whatever. And one of my buddies, uh, Farouk introduced me to his friend Ruben, who uh, happened to write for a local magazine about video games. And he had gone to E3 uh, because his, um, he had like a company that, that like a radio station here in town that he, he worked for and they would send him out to E3. So we, you know, we just sparked up a conversation and uh, my buddy Farouk was like, hey, man, maybe Rubik could take you to E3 one day. Um, and this just happened to be actually around the time where I started um, game design school. So I just kind of started talking about him. I was like, you know what? That would be really cool. This was in 2013 uh, when we finally looked. He had told me that about a year before. So I kind of was like, I just I, I didn't blow it off, but I was just kind of like, ah, yeah, people say that all the time, whatever. But then the following year, he's like, "Hey man, you want to go to E3?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because it was right when I dropped out of uh, game design school. At that point, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" And 2013, if you remember, was the year that Sony started their whole like indie initiative thing. So you know, I that's do remember the year. that. Yeah, exactly. That's the year. It was the year that the PlayStation Four came out, obviously, and the Xbox One. But um. It was the year that they had all those indie game devs on the E3 stage. It was, like, a big fucking deal, man. It was, like, Galaxy, um, uh, yeah. Lord Lanning's game, like, all that kind of stuff, right? Like, from straight-up indie to, like, like Lord Lanning kind of thing. Um, and so, anyways, um, so we went to E3, you know, like, that super long story short with that, we went to E3. Um, I was following, like, the one-up people at that time, and uh, Nick Sutner had worked at one up and he left to go work at Sony. Right. So yep. I knew, what were you going to say? Uh,
0: no. Yeah. I remember that. Cause okay. is,
1: he's like, he's a cool dude. Yeah. 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 Totally. And so like, that was the thing is I, I knew they all hung out at the Figueroa at E3 because that's their thing. So, you know, I'm at E3. I'm like, I really want to go meet these people. But I was like super shy, dude. Like I don't, I hate going up to people again. Cause it feels like an inconvenience, but, um, yeah, we, we went to the Figueroa. Uh, my buddy Ruben and I, you know, filmed a little podcast there. Um, and we were sitting there and I told, I told Ruben, I was like, dude, that's fucking Nick Sutner." And then based on that, like I, I started to see other one up people and I'm like, I want to talk to him, but I can't dude. And he's like, dude, if you don't fucking get up right now and talk to him, you're going to miss your opportunity and you're never going to do this again. Like you're just not going to do it. And I don't know what the fuck got into me, dude, but I just, I said, fuck it. And I just got up, went and talked to him. And like, I think it was the idea that Nick was so fucking warm and like friendly and open that it just kind of like, it relaxed like this fucking wall that I had in front of me, man. Um, And from that point, like we started talking and stuff. And again, I I told him about my game, how I just dropped out of school. I was working on a game. And uh, one thing led to another and it led to like uh, Vita dev kit and all that stuff. But it was that moment right there where I I was like, I need to get out of my fucking comfort zone because I'm not going to ever get anything done. Um, And that was that point. And then after that is when I started, I I went to my first GDC that following year in 2014 because E3 was like in June um, and then GDC was the following year. Uh, I made the decision because it's GDC is fucking so expensive, dude. Yeah. Um, well, cause it's in Seattle. It's in San Francisco actually. Oh, it's San Francisco. Uh, but, yeah. So even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I, and I just, you know, I used my income tax from work. I used all my money to like, just get a hotel and all that kind of stuff. And that, uh, again, that whole thing of getting out of my comfort zone, I took it into that fucking event and like. Instead of just sitting by myself being that kind of dude who's like afraid to talk to anybody, I just, I just, I just came out and I just talked to people. I was like, oh, hey guys, so you're working on this or I would overhear someone talk about unity and I would just kind of, it just, it was awesome, dude. And it's kind of the idea of that. I try to get in uh, thematically into the game. I don't know if you kind of notice it. It's the idea of just getting people out of a comfort zone and just fucking risking stuff, you know? Right. Like you're not always going to get the fucking prize you want or even that you deserve, but it's just like, unless you get out of that comfort zone, you're never, ever going to do it. Um, Or you're never going to feel, you're never going to feel alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And it, it's super cliche and cheesy, right? Kind of yeah. dumb at the same time, but it's like, it really is true, man. It's like, you're never going to accomplish anything if you just keep that wall up and just like stay you know, secluded ever. Um, and yeah, it, it's just that idea, man. It's like that one moment, just, I don't know what it was. It's just like something in me just like said, fuck this. And like, it just, I just <laughs> blew up. Yeah. It was, it was really fucking cool. And I owe it all to my buddy Ruben who, you know, I, I hate to say he is like no longer with us or whatever.
0: Oh, um,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. It's it's all good, man. Like I, yeah. Uh, it, he, yeah. Just, We'll leave it there, but yeah, um, yeah. I just owe him a lot for that one fucking moment. Um, yeah, and it just—it's—it's it's just been a fucking ride from there, man. Uh, that's that's yeah, that's pretty like awesome. I said. I've I've gotten yeah. these stories for fucking days, man. So yeah,
0: yeah. But that, and that's the thing, right? Like everybody has, everybody has some unique aspect of like what made them do one thing or another, and I think 100%, yeah, and I yeah. and I always I always. Try and um, I don't want to say identify right, but I always Mm -hmm. love hearing when people are like, "Oh yeah, like this happened," and they and like they're like, and you would think this was no big thing at all, but like this became the reason that this, this, and this happened, or like, yeah, I like I have you know similar stories where like friendships that I have in the industry literally Mm -hmm. happened because I was talking to somebody I didn't know, as somebody Mm -hmm. else that I did know was walking by, and they were like, "Oh, you know Andrew." And then that person was like, "I don't, but you know him, so now I know him because I have this extra connection between somebody else that, like, in a weird way, validated my existence." Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Cool. I'm here. I'm alive. Um, Yeah. Like I made it. Um, And it's it's so interesting. Or the whole like, oh hey, let me introduce you to my friend and their friend is like someone you've like admired in the industry forever. And you're like, Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like, Whoa, what the hell? This person's standing in front of me all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like we talk, we yeah. talked
0: at South about, um, Rami, at, uh, Bland beer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He is like, he like is like the cool. He's like, I've, like I said, I've met him like once or twice in passing. He is yeah. like the coolest and nicest dude ever. Yeah, but you might you might not immediately think that like hundred percent, dude. That's so
1: funny you say that because <laughs> I, when I first met him at GDC too, like I I, I made uh, I made friends with this other dude. Uh, his name's Zach, um, who works with Seventeen Bit on Galaxy. He yeah. actually um, you know kind of introduced me to him also, and I had told him because I'd seen him walking around like especially like a uh, yeah like a GDC and stuff, and I was like, dude, I knew who he was also. Uh, but it is it, he's like very tall and like. Just right, kinda... he's got like some stance to him because he's yeah, just dude, a, like, and he looks so like tall. super intimidating, yeah. But he's like the nicest fucking dude that you could ever talk to. It's it's crazy, yeah, yeah. yeah like
0: it's it's one of those things that like always kind of blows my mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like you like you see him at the booth, and you're always like, do I say something to him? Do I not say something yeah. to him? And he's like, he'll like talk to you for like about whatever, like really right doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, and um, but I'm always just like, I don't want to go say hi to him, but I do. But i yeah. like, same thing, right? You're like, go fucking do it. Like, go like, take yeah, the risk right, Risk have it up. To, man. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so, so this is this is one thing that I would say with that is like, because I think the, the thing most people kind of freak out about when they go up and talk to someone is the idea of well, even like if you're talking to a girl or whatever, it's just the idea of rejection, right? Like that whole thing just feels terrible. Like, what if they're what if they are fucking assholes and they just don't want to talk to you? And then it, then it becomes, it's like, it's one thing that I just came up with is the idea of like, um, or that I just started to think about was that, you know, if, if they're fucking assholes, like then that's their problem, you know, like then they're the person that, that has the problem with that. Not you, you know, like then you, you've already, you, you already know like, okay, that dude's a fucking dick. I'll never talk to him again. You know, um, right. granted sometimes you could catch someone on their bad day, but like for the most part, you know, like it's better to just go up and talk to someone and ask them a question or something than it is to just kind of never, ever talk to them because that that's usually probably worse.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause then yeah. you never know. Yeah. Um, 100%. What is it? Uh, well, but then you've got that. What's the, it's the opposite statement. It's uh, better to remain silent and thought a fool than speak and remove all doubt. And it's like, in this case, it's like, no, do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Like do the exact opposite. Don't be silent and be because if you're silent in this case, you're a fool.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially also depending on what your what your goal or what your motivation is, you know. Yeah. Um, Because if you want to start to meet people and you want to start to build like a a community or anything like that, you're gonna have to talk to people, man. Dude, Um, that's my literal. That's my crutch.
0: That's my crutch to bear. It's the hardest thing ever because I'm always like, oh, I really want to go talk to this person at their booth and ask them about their game. Yeah. And I, and I, so this is, this is like. It's, it's like sort of sad, but it's also kind of funny is I hmm. fucking used to do the thing where I would just like casually like walk by the booth real slow. <laughs> like yeah. Make my media badge like look as large as humanly possible. <laughs> like just like <laughs> yeah. casually just like make sure it was like before they were like double sided. So you like I would like make sure I flipped it the right way and like right. stand in a booth for a second. And then they, they would like look at me and be like, oh, you're media. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But I was just walking by. But if you want to talk, <laughs> like i would make it seem like i just and it, like and just in my cruising. head i'm like i'm like this is so stupid like they right want to tell me about their game like they want to share it with people and like, yeah, here, 100%, like man. here i am like legitimately like scared to talk to them about it like about a yeah. video game like something that i like and i enjoy and i'm like uh i don't know yeah, no, what yeah. If they don't like me what if, yeah and, totally. and, and I, it is funny. I was talking to somebody else about this. I it, like for me. I think it's a little, a little bit of the like the whole imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Because I sit there being like, well, I don't re-, like, I'm not really in the industry, right? Like, I come up with reasons to be like, well, I'm not really doing it. Like, right, right. Or like, eh, well, I don't get that many views. Or like, nobody watches my Twitch streams. Like, right. You know, I ha- and then you and like and for me, it's like this defeatist. Like beat myself up attitude, as opposed to people being like, "Wait, what? You go is media? Like people like you get a media badge? Yeah, you get yeah. to interview people? They're like, what?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, like, and then like you have to flip it and be like oh that actually, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am like walking in those shoes.' Yeah, um, dude.
1: Like you, you got to take advantage of of the 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 stuff the you're able to do. You know? Yeah, yeah, because there there are people who would like to be in your shoes and like they're not able to, and it's like. You know, then, the, the, yeah, like, yeah, man, take advantage of, of whatever situation you're in, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, like, that was, it was, it was something I was going to point out and I, just, I lost my train of thought there, but it was the idea of how, um, um, yeah, when, when you have, when you have a situation in front of you like that, um, don't squander it. You know, like, there, there, there are people I know that um, have a situation where um, they, have something someone else would would like to have, but then they kind of don't deal with it because they don't want other people to think they're better than them. And mm. I think that limits you as well. You know, like the fear of thinking other people th- think you're better than them or whatever. That's just like, you're limiting yourself for a very stupid reason. Um, if yeah. that other person wanted it bad enough, they would try as well. You know, right Granted, You know, generally um, there are specific instances of course, but. General? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As opposed to somebody who's literally doing the same thing as you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like
0: uh, I, like I see that all the time, like when people complain on, and uh, this is, this is one of those things that drives me <laughs> nuts. Do you ever, um, do you ever see the people who complain on Twitter, uh, on Twitter or like Instagram or whatever, um, about people who get, uh, like girls getting more views on Twitch, even though like they're not as good at the games. Right. 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 Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> and I'm always just like, and I'm always just like, does does it matter? Like, yeah. Because at the end of the day, right? Like, I I look at it through a really, really, really basic lens of like, mm-hmm. all right, there's two things here, guys. If they're watching this person stream, they either like the gameplay, like the personality. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those two things at a very core level. Yeah, yeah. If if they're there for the personality, it doesn't matter if you're better at the game than they are. Yeah. So nobody is going to your nobody's stealing viewers from you if your reason for tr- streaming is to be good at the game, right? Right, right. right. If you're a pro Rainbow 6 player, people are going to watch you cuz you're a pro Rainbow 6 player. It might be a benefit that you're like funny and personable and all this stuff. Yeah, but they might just watch somebody else who's more personable and enjoyable because they don't care about Rainbow 6. So like this this whole like competition over like who's someone stealing your viewers or people are watching you because of this it's like no nah, they're watching it because they enjoy it and if that's yeah. what they want to do like realistically that's probably not the viewer you want anyway so like you didn't lose anything go right. find you like go find your viewers like I it's one of those things where and maybe is a maybe as an actual game developer right like I in my head I feel like this would be a thing there's a part of me that sometimes when people come up to provide criticism about games because mm-hmm. as a as as someone who's like totally given people criticism about games and then been like, wow, mm-hmm. it's kind of stupid or like that was a dick. <laughs> like yeah. shit, I, I didn't like it, it came across the wrong way. Like, right. Have you ever been like, look, dude, just make the fucking game yourself then. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, no, like look, if the game is so fundamentally different than what you think it should be, like sounds like you should make that game.
1: Yeah. 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 Dude, a hundred percent. Like I, I do, I do think somewhat like that, but what's funny is, you know, I I do get people like that at the booth. And, and the thing is, I, I honestly just like engaging them in in that conversation. Cause yeah, I've, I've, um, specifically here at El Paso comic con, there's a dude who always shows up and every single year, like shows up and criticizes the game in some way, not in a bad way. Not like he just kind of shows up like a dick or whatever, but he, he's like waiting for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) He, he does actually always like criticize things or, or like, uh, mentions like, Oh, you know, you could be doing this or, you know, when people with this or whatever the hell, um, I, I do. It's, it's more like, I just like talking to him about why he thinks this is broken or why he thinks that, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, hundred percent, dude, I've, I've had that happen before. That's crazy. Uh, I, I don't think you can avoid that. Like making a game, there's always going to be someone who comes up and, and, uh, you know, tries to break the game apart and tell you how they could have done it better. Mm. um, yeah, I have no issue with that. You know, you can't avoid that. People are going to be people. Um, did, did that take a while?
0: Like, did like so for me, that would like probably destroy me. Did that right. take a while for you to get like, like? Did, did you already have thick skin going? Well, you probably because you're a musician, right? So you were torn, like you were playing and stuff. Like, right? Did that did that help build that so that when like the first person who came up and was like, "This game sucks," that you were like, "Oh man!" Like, or were you just kind of like, don't... "Hey man, that's your thing."
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's weird because I think I'm a smart ass by, by design or something. <laughs> so like stuff like that. Yeah. Like I probably would have made a it in a way that I wouldn't even notice it. Like, yeah, I don't know that that's really weird, man. I've never really like, uh, again, cause that's like the least of my fucking worries. So like, it's not something I ever, ever fucking think of, um, in any like capacity, you know what I mean? or at least in any big capacity. Like, yeah, I might've thought of it in passing. Cause like I said, people like that come up, but I don't, yeah. Like I can't think of a moment where like, yeah, even early on, like even the very first time I showed the game, um, I had people saying that and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't even remember how I would have responded. Cause to me it's, it would have just been a natural response. Like, oh yeah, that's fucking cool, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Maybe I'll start to pay attention, pay attention to that a little more, but because it does happen, like it happens at every single show, someone will come up and and, and say something like that. But I, I, yeah, I just deal with it the way I do, I guess, man, it's crazy. Yeah, I like that's the one thing that like,
0: that would be probably like, and probably is in many ways, like for me, like one of the biggest barriers to entry is like, you putting yourself out there it means you're putting yourself out there for like criticism oh, yeah. too,
1: right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Dude, I, honest, well then maybe it is a musician thing. Yeah, because when you're a musician, you stage, people could throw fucking shit at you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's like direct fucking criticism like, dude, your song sucks and they'll throw a shoe at you or something. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. That is so fucking weird.
0: Huh. You got to fix you Okay, so now what you do is you yeah. figure it out. And then you figure out what your answer is to that. And then at the end of it, you put, thanks for coming
1: to my TED talk. Right? Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. That, I, yeah. That makes sense. I could see that.
0: <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. You're just Fuck. like, yeah. So, like, when people come up to me and criticize me, I don't even remember what it was.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't even Fuck, remember man. how I reacted to it. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle uh, real quick, just because, just because I wrote this down uh, when you were yeah. talking about the whole thing, uh, it just reminded me of, like, uh, like... For example, like Daigo, right? Like the dude who plays fucking Street Fighter and had that fucking epic moment in uh, Evo. Um, like, I don't think he would have much of a personality on Twitch or whatever, but I would fucking watch the shit out of him playing some Street Fighter. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even right. care if he was like, you know, cracking jokes or anything. I'd just be like, dude, fucking show me your skills because that right. is. Right.
0: Like badass. his craft. Yeah. Like his craft is. You're watching yeah. because of his craft. It didn't matter if he had a person. It's like watching sports, right? Like yeah, most most like baseball. And I, I, fucking, I don't really watch baseball, right? But like, I would imagine most baseball players probably are like average dudes. But some of them are probably jerks, and some of them are probably really cool, right? Yeah, I don't. 100%. I don't watch them to listen to them talk or like yeah. have conversations. Watch them to play baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think. It's, then- I think Twitch just kind of combines it in a weird way yeah dude i mean fucking we're just like that's kind of the weird thing is when you start to think about like future stuff and past stuff and you start to think about how young like twitch really is and like even just streaming in general and just well even like this whole social media thing like yeah dude we're like totally in the experimental days like we don't even know how this is going to affect the future you know uh I don't mean to get like all deep and shit. Oh, but. <laughs> no, dude. Think, yeah. Okay.
0: Have you, I mean, you Friends use Instagram. Tests. Have you seen, um, mm-hmm. have you seen the like all these new like Instagram like bot thingies that like it's like it's looking at your face and it does like a fake scan of your face and then says like you, you are this Pokemon or you are this like. Oh, fucking a, yeah. 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 Like, like there's Not some really. Specifically, awesome but I know ones. what you're
1: talking about. Yeah. There's one
0: of them that's like you're this thing from Trader Joe's like Mm -hmm. the grocery store. There's (laughs) one that's like, they're like, you're like this meal at Applebee's or something. Like they're all hilarious. But I sit there watching them being like, this can't be the height of what this product is for. But at the same time, I'm also sitting there being like, there is no way some crazy dude with a computer isn't figuring out some algorithm based on having seen this work, being like, oh my God, I know the craziest implementation for this to make like, the medical field like a billion dollars or something right yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. someone there's someone thinking about it in a way that i would never think about it
1: right well if so that's be- kind of always my thing when, when like people do that thing on facebook where it's like this is me 10 years ago this is me. and like you know, people don't understand that like Facebook is using that to try and figure out like facial algorithms to to recognize people and and see how people age and stuff like that. You right.
0: know? Oh, it's one hundred percent. I and yeah. everyone thinks everyone looks at me like I'm a, a conspiracy theorist because I'm like I no. never I never do those apps because I'm like I'm not giving you my face. You <laughs> just want to look at you want to look at me ten years ago and me ten years today to yeah. be like, well, this is what he aged. And you know, every time you put, I mean, and I probably post too many selfies on Instagram being an <laughs> idiot, but like, but like yeah. that, someone's using it or the, um, oh my God, that app that came out a while ago that was like aging people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a Russian company or maybe I'm yeah, wrong, but I yeah, think it was 100%. like a Russian. company. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you guys were just giving your data to them. Yeah, like, yeah. You just gave them all that for free. Like they just, they just data mined like billions and billions of dollars worth of data for zero dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And everyone's just like, oh,
0: but look at my, like, I made my dog look old. And I'm like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, it even goes back to like the idea of Twitter and stuff and how like basically like we, we're kind of like writing our own history, you know, because like people can go back and and read Twitter and just be like, oh, I mean, not like anyone's going to go specifically to Andrew's fucking Twitter and be like, oh man, so this is what this dude did. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going
0: to be like, oh, Andrew Andrew ate a lot of pizza in
1: 2008. (laughs) Like, yeah. But there, there, there's all of that there that, that is actually a fucking science. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they were to study that, they could figure out stuff about you by just reading that. Again, as with anything in history, like, that's the point of history is, like, it's just written. And by reading it, you understand it. You'll see patterns and all that kind of crap, man. It's crazy. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff blows my mind
0: 100%. Well, and, like, when people... Um we're like so we're like so we're going so far off the tracks now which is great this is my favorite part about podcasting <laughs> um yeah have you seen how like people are like embedding um like chips in their arms and stuff for like uh like tap cards or someone oh, right took, yeah yeah someone yeah. took the key from their tesla and like embedded it into their arms so they can like right t- and i'm sitting there being like cool who how does somebody else drive your car yeah, yeah, yeah. How exactly. do you how do you like give that key to the valet? Do you like cut your arm off? Do you like I'm always sitting there being like, that's a cool idea, but like that's what's great about having a watch that does all that stuff. I can just take the watch off and I don't have to like jam anything into my arm.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of always usually the thing in fucking well, primarily I think video games where it's like, yeah. are you gonna implement fucking robotics? Isn't that like the whole thing about Deus Ex? Like their whole Basically, thing is like, yeah. you know, are you are you gonna there's always like a name for it, right? It's like, uh, what do they call them? Like when they actually combine themselves with robots, like they're or the, oh, or like, like
0: well, in Fallout Four, they were called like synths. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like, yeah. like, that yeah. human or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, you're no real human, you know? Yeah, or
0: like they, we're they're, like, they're... like
1: we're actually getting to that point, right?
0: Like somebody's got like an Intel chip in their head at this point. I think. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: I wouldn't like, doubt it. Man. It's Shit.
0: Just, I, yeah, I don't. I, there's a part of me that goes, man if I put a chip in my brain, I could play the guitar really well because it would teach me everything. Right. Yeah. And then I sit there being like, but at that point everybody else could do it. And now there's no point. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it totally, like it totally increases your ability, but at the same time, like lowers the playing field so low that it becomes irrelevant.
1: Yeah, totally. Because it's like, well, I don't
0: need to play guitar because everybody can play guitar. We all have chips in our heads.
1: Yeah. And then, then it becomes, all right, well, like who, got the faster uh chip in their head to like play even better or you know what i mean like yeah yeah dude you could just go down a really big rabbit hole with that kind of shit for sure 100 <laughs> percent. yeah
0: and that's and that's like the future of technology and that's and that's why i'm like man i really should stop doing everything on the internet yeah yeah
1: but i like uh, video games too much you know yeah 100 percent, man <laughs> so speaking of video games what have you been playing <laughs>
0: Um, I have been playing Days Gone and Apex. I just kind of oh, bounce shit. between those two. Yeah. Um, I really need to finish Days Gone, and it's one of those things where the game is... The game is really good, but it's also... It's it's way too long for me in my, mm-hmm. in my old age. Um, mm-hmm. So I, like, I have to play it in, like, parts, because I can't... I don't know if it's that I just, like, have fried my brain, but I cannot... I can sit and watch this is the part that makes no sense. I can sit and watch Netflix mm-hmm. for like hours and hours on end, but I cannot sit and play the same video game mm-hmm. for like several hours straight, unless it's a game with a really, really short um, like consumption like game- rate. Like, right. Like a apex, gameplay loop. Yeah. Like apex matches are like t- maybe 10 minutes long. I can mm-hmm. do 10 minutes over and over and over again. But when mm-hmm. that session is drawn out to the one single session is like two hours, yeah. I have such a hard time staying invested. Uh-huh. Um, and it depends on what it is, right? Like when The Last yeah. of Us 2 comes out, I'll play The Last of Us 2 in like one sitting. Because right. I'm so excited for it. There's this anticipation. And when Days Gone came out, it was the same thing. I was super stoked. I played like, I would play like eight yeah. hours at a time and now yeah. I'm like, fuck, the game's still going and I've like, I still gotta beat it but I can't put eight hours into it anymore. I do like an hour and change. And then I, right, like, right. And and then then I it save it just... and then I go do it at something else.
1: Right. And then how much do you really get accomplished in like one hour? Right.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you feel yeah. like you're not like, what's the point? It's like, it's why yeah. I couldn't play breath of the wild anymore. It takes an yeah. hour to ride your goddamn horse anywhere. And then by <laughs> the time you get, by the time you get there, you're like, well, the battery's dead on the switch. So I got to charge it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. Cause in a way I'm the exact opposite where I, if i'm sitting in front of the tv watching something on netflix which i rarely ever do um primarily for this reason is i would rather have a control in my hand and play something so i could sit there for hours and play a video game uh mm. regardless of what it is uh so long as it's not like the witcher 3 um yep. <laughs> and uh yeah like i could sit there forever but like watching something even if. Like, it has to be something like John Wick or something, and I could just sit there and actually just yeah, watch it.
0: I could watch John Wick um, over and over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. But uh, it, it that's kind of the thing with me, is like, if I'm sitting in front of a TV, I'd rather have a controller in my hand and play something. something. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> but I totally get your point of the idea of, like, you know, just jumping into something. And um, honestly, it kind of goes with that kind of whole ADHD thing where it's like, yeah, if you're going to play a match of, like, uh, what was it, Apex? Yeah, um, yeah, because it's it's just kind of over so quickly that you just jump right back in.
0: Yeah, and um, it doesn't and it like some weird it weirdly f- doesn't feel like you've consumed a lot of time. Right,
1: but you. But are. then you, next thing you know, it's like six hours later.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, I I like that's the thing, man, is because like in and this is kind of why I was poking fun at The Witcher is it's just like in The Witcher, it just feels like they're like your time spent like walking somewhere or getting to a mission even though there's like stuff everywhere is, is still just like, there's so much to do that. It just feels like overwhelming that you never feel like you're getting anything done just because there's so much to do. Yeah. Um, that's, that's Zelda for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. I still haven't played breath of the wild. So, it's uh, like,
0: it's an amazing game and I've watched people beat it. So I like, that's what I do. <laughs> one, I play the game to a point and then I just watch the ending on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I just don't have the time. Like one, I don't have the time. And two, sometimes I just say I'd like, and this is a, this sounds bad. I would sometimes would rather just play apex than play breath of the wild. And it's not mm-hmm. because I don't appreciate the game, but I think right. it's because the game is so like, there's so much to do and it becomes so overwhelming that I'm like, I need mm-hmm. something that's like, low brain requirement
1: to do yeah yeah totally i mean again just going back to the design thing man that's honestly why i made because bite-sized well obviously again going back to the idea of just being one dude it's the idea of like making something smaller that you know you can finish you know what i mean but at the same time it was like i knew it was gonna be just me so i had to make a game where that that was like small that you could play in little bite-sized chunks um right yeah because you know like I said, making the next Skyrim—that's that's insane. Yeah, as one as one individual person. Yeah, I think. Much- yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just say
0: I was like, I think the other thing too about your game specifically is because it's like super digestible. Mm-hmm. I think you get like you probably have one of the best experiences at packs for this because it's so easy right. to get someone in, like to get someone into your game to go through the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, some- yeah like as opposed to like some demos you play them and you don't really experience the full demo because the game might be take too long or there's a ton (laughs) of people and they got to bump you like your game can be as long or as short as you want it. But you get to experience almost all of the mechanics in every gameplay session, right? Like someone may may likely die before they like unlock all the perks or whatever. But at the same point, like the, the fundamentals of the mechanics, like you experience the second you start playing
1: yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and yeah. the funny part too is like yeah like the, i i've uh, talked to friends about that too because uh um some people like they they've told me you know like how they program a specific section of the game or like you know how they say the vertical slice or whatever yep. um that people are meant to play all the way through so it's like a 15 minute play session and that's like you're 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 you kind of have to play through that whole thing to get their idea of what the game is, and yeah, like how you're saying in my game, it's like um, I think you ought, you die so quickly that you can instantly. Um, this is going to sound wrong, but you can get rid of the people who don't want to play it faster that way than having them then forcing them through a 15 minute tutorial or a 15 minute game that they probably would give up in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's so kind of like. Makes- they, yeah, like they die so quickly that it's like you instantly know if this person wants to continue or not. And if they don't, they can just leave. Like they – I, I don't mean like you can leave. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> they, they can. Like they don't – I have I it I out. feel Yeah, it, exactly. Like they don't have the pressure of having to be there and be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to play this anymore. Like they're dead. They're gone. Like they could be like, all right, yeah, that was cool, man, and then leave. You know what I mean? And yep. that, that's what I've learned over the years is I've learned to kind of read people where – I can instantly tell if they want to stick around or not. And it, and it, and it works. It's just cool. It's like, you know, I am not I don't have any hard feelings or anything like that. Um, it would, there, one really quick story that I always mention about this, because it, it was the first PAX I ever showed the game at. It was at PAX South uh, in 2016. And this guy walks up to the booth. And so he's like, uh, he walks up, he grabs a controller. He's like, all right, man, what is this? And I'm like, it's a split screen game. You're going to be controlling two things at once. Puts down the controller, says, fuck this, and walks away. <laughs> it was fucking awesome, dude. Like, yeah, I was like, fucking respect, you know? Like, he right, like fucking he just knew. instantly knew. Yeah, that is like, it's it's not for me, and he just walked away. Um, where, you know, now it's like, I've seen people do, they, they don't obviously go to that extreme, but they do stop, and they're kind of like, oh, I, uh, I can't do that. And I, I, I again, I just kind of know to read them, where like, they they do want to try it, but they're kind of like just afraid of what you would think of them playing it. And right. it's like, no, nah, you'd be surprised. Like, that's the thing is most people will instantly see it and just be kind of turned off by the idea of doing two things. And they think they can't do that. Um, but I try to let them know it's like just jump in, give it one shot, and you'll instantly know if it's something you want to do or not. And then I just kind of build off of that. Yeah, um, which I think is I'm, it's probably yeah. how you got me to play the game, too, because
0: I was probably like, what <laughs> the hell is this? Because I, yeah. well, I, I remember looking at it and being like, oh, like it looks retro. I like retro and right. they're like, well, it's like two old games at the same time. And I was like, I like old games, keep talking. And then I played it and was like, I suck at this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I want, but I want to keep sucking at this. <laughs> and then, you know, that was, you know, it was yeah, it's
1: kind of like, you know, right away. Right. If it, if it, if it, something in you, if it grabs you. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like
0: I have friends I've, I've showed this to on my switch and yeah. they're like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, but I like it, or like they're like it looks really cool, right? But I can't. They're like, I don't think I could figure it out. I'm like, well, you can try, and they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, I'm not gonna like pick it, pick on you if you don't play it well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am gonna,
0: I'm gonna totally text my buddy that made the game and tell him you suck. But (laughs) like, but I'm not gonna pick on you. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. And and that's something over the years of showing the game also that I've kind of uh and and try to get people out of that idea of thinking like hey i'm not going to judge you uh, if you play this game and you play it badly um i just kind of want you to play it and understand what it is and if you still don't like it then great that's fine uh i just want you to understand what it is and then if, if from that point forward you know fucking by all means do whatever you want um but i just don't want you to doubt it at face value and also think that um you know, you're going to be judged for not quote unquote being good at it or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah which awesome, very man.
0: like, which is like very rarely that someone's
1: like instantly good at it, but then there's like people who just somehow have oh, like yeah. a knack for it. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Absolutely, man. And that's, that's always super cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone plays the game differently, which is pretty yeah. bad. It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. All right, dude. Well, we've been, we've been like crazy
0: enough we've been talking for almost an hour and a half cool yeah so well, that's, a, that's a good length. Um, it is a good it's a good, it's good length um yeah. so i will let you do your um uh it's not pitch because you don't have to pitch the game to me but <laughs> where where people can find the game where it is right now get
1: information youtube twitter all the things yeah definitely so um the game's available now on Switch, which is on the eShop um, you can also go to steam early access uh, it's on steam dual hand disaster tracker a dual hand hand disaster tracker um, you can also just go to askanenemystudios.com uh, my twitter is askanenemy and the best way to get in touch with me actually is just to go to the discord um, if discord's your thing uh, you can get in touch, with me, in touch with me that way or you could just email me as well you could get my email from the website right right yep. on Right on, and Pax East. I'll be at Pax East, so I know you're going to be there. Yep. Um, so I if anyone there. listening, yeah, if anyone listening is there, stop by booth two four zero eight zero. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think It'll, so. I think I, got I was gonna once. say you'll you'll what you, you'll do what you always do, which just change your Twitter handle to be like Ask an Enemy at Booth, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent, man. Which is like this. It's, it's such a interesting thing to see when people start doing that because it gets me so hype. Because everybody's like now got their like PAX East coming up, and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah you know Hype the hype train's coming. Fucking amen. Uh, um, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So like I said, I'll, uh, I was gonna say like you said, I'll be there as well. Um, so that's that's uh. That's kind of the, the jam. Um, cool, so I again, thank you for, for being on the uh, this like w- weird rebirth episode because like I like we were saying when we attempted to record this like two hours ago, um, mm-hmm. this is episode ninety seven, but we haven't recorded an episode since two thousand eighteen, and um, took a bit of a hey, hiatus man. and we're bringing right, it back. You know,
1: do you know, what's important. Is it's episode ninety seven? How many yeah. people have that many episodes?
0: That's very true.
1: Fucking That's amen. True.
0: Um, all right. Well, again, thank you so much. I, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Um, if you like it, you can follow us on YouTube. We have a Discord, uh, Twitter at the DGCast. You can tweet me at So After I Said. That's where I am pretty much everywhere on social media. Um, but I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.